2: What's going on, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another edition of Jay Bird Watching. We are part of the stadiumscene.tv network, and we are the official podcast of jaysjournal.com. Fan-sided, jaysjournal.com. It is just Chris Key and myself tonight. Brendan Penikar is in witness protection again, and (laughs) Craig Borden is out gallivanting in Vegas, probably losing all his money. No, I have no idea where he is. He's on a family vacation, a well-earned one, and I have no idea what Brendan is doing. But, Chris, what is going on? It's just the two of us tonight.
3: It is just the two of us. It's warm and cozy. Just just two of us. We're on a little bit of a date. Dude, I I lit a fire. It's cute. I lit a fire. Oh, you lit a fire. I did. I got a fire. Damn. Mm. Hey, let me ask Uh, you something. As for Brendan, I'm pretty sure he's hanging out in uh, the the Fernando Tatis uh, School of Ringworm. Of course. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's where he is at this point. Um, But yeah, questions? You got questions?
2: I do. I, I want to know, how do you feel? We should know. It is Tuesday, August 16th. This is an exclusive podcast episode of JBW. We are not doing a live stream, so... Uh, we have the benefit of editing and uh, kind of just fucking around and finding out. So that being <laughs> said, Chris, it is August sixteenth. What do you have against the pumpkining coming out early and people getting all their pumpkin spice, getting ready for fall? It seems like you have an issue with me buying ten boxes of pumpkin spice special K.
3: No, it, it, it's it's it, fine. You can hear your it, grievances. It, Go ahead. No, no, no. It, it it's quite. Quite much uh, or quite a lot like uh, the this wild card picture right now that it's fine. Everything is fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, pumpkin spice is the best. Look, I am. You, you do you, buddy. If that's what you like, like I can take it in small doses. But like being a ginger myself, like I'm already full of it, man. So- <laughs> well, then you're lucky. You get this yeah, year oh, round. Yeah, 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 I do get a year round. I, I am year round.
2: I uh, Pumpkin spice, so... Look, I am... Uh, I don't know if this is going to offend anyone. I apologize in advance if it does, but I am a basic white bitch when it comes to pumpkin spice, and I will indulge in all the pumpkin spice. Dude, pumpkin spice... So I'll buy it all in August. And Granted, the, the whole lot of the 10 boxes of cereal were not just for me. I, I'm distributing those, but that being said, some of them are. Um, I will purchase them in august aka pumpkin spice eve but i will not indulge in them until september 1st i don't indulge in pumpkin spice anything until the burr month begins so september october november december is pumpkin spice season january pumpkin spice season yeah january on it's just pointless january is a pointless month anyway but you
3: know it is a pointless month it is Uh, i'll give it that um we should probably talk some baseball. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, mo- most specifically, some Toronto Blue Jays baseball. Um, what the fuck is going on with this team right now? uh you have you haven't been here the last couple of weeks, so you haven't gotten to to delve too much into the trade deadline and what happened, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe for better words, uh, what didn't happen right. at the trade deadline. Uh, and, and we can discuss probably very very quickly on your thoughts of that in a whole. I don't think we have to break down every, th- every individual thing. We've done that the last couple of weeks. Um, do you equate this slide, and I know that this has been brought up a few times, do you think that this slide is a reaction to the team and the clubhouse's reaction, I guess, of the trade deadline?
2: Being disappointed, you mean?
3: Yes, exactly.
2: Um, I'd like to think no. Um, I, I think a lot of people call back to 2014. I know Brendan did mm-hmm. in our in our group chat, and I don't necessarily know if he called out about it on the show. But and if you recall, in 2014, uh, the players were disappointed that they didn't get the uh, reinforcements that he needed Mm -hmm. to make a postseason push, and then it wasn't until the following year. Obviously, everybody knows what happened in 2015. But um, I'd like to think that there might have been some sort of expectation by not just the fans, obviously that was the case, but Mm -hmm. also by the players that this team was going to get better. Um, They did technically get better in a vacuum, but they didn't do enough to push them past the teams that got exponentially better that were in the same race so i can see why there'd be disappointment but i'd like to think that it hasn't affected negatively their performance
3: you, you would definitely like to think that but like even so look at teams like baltimore yeah baltimore got rid of the heart and soul arguably the heart and soul of their team in trey mancini and they got rid of lopez the back end uh uh of their bullpen which has been quite all right without him perfectly honest um Lopez didn't have the greatest debut uh for the Minnesota Twins against the Blue Jays um teams around them seem to be doing all right and all of a sudden this team seemingly at the worst possible time is going on this slide do you what are you seeing maybe as a whole is there is there one direct thing uh in the field or or at the plate are are there one or two quick bullets that you could say that are leading to this skid
2: uh lack of offense um and if i'm just gonna put it simply lack of offense and lack of reliable pitching um that you know, super three or big three that everyone was talking about has now turned into a big two or super two, if you even want to call it that, um, Mm -hmm. Barrios has been, I I put it in the group chat. He has literally out of, uh, starting pitchers, qualified starting pitchers in the, in the MLB rather, he has the worst ERA, um, so performance-wise, in that category, he is the worst starting pitcher in all of baseball, in that category. Um, worse than Kikuchi. Worse than Kikuchi, and who might not even be a starting pitcher anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, according to Schneider, it is all on the table. Um, all that options are on the table. So whether or not that means he's getting... I don't think he's going to get outre- released, but um, he might go to the bullpen, but I digress. Um, I don't know. I, I, a lot of the things... It it's really hard to simplify into just, you know, picking one or two things or even, you know, focusing on just, I don't know, the the offense or the defense as the defense right now just made a blunder. I don't know if you're watching the game, but um, I think this team sees a lot of up and downs. I think this team sees a lot of ebbs and flow. And when they're hot, they're really hot. But when they're bad, they're really bad. And they've been more, there have been more instances where they have been bad than good Mm -hmm. um and i don't know if this is just growing pains and they're still trying to you know find their footing and the expectations that we had for this team were a bit unfair and unfounded um but this team if you remember this is why we took this is why i took the preseason pledge a lot of people had them written as world series favorites and maybe we set ourselves up for failure for that maybe they're they're more than just a piece away from being that.
3: Well, yeah. And like to go on a little bit of what you were saying about their, they're finding their footing and whatever, like this team as it sits right now, yes, they're only losing like Stripling and maybe one other person. I can't remember who it is to free agency this year. And, and Stripling is going to be a very interesting person to watch uh, this off season to see what his contract kind of, uh, lines up as I don't believe the Blue Jays will be players for him, but um, it'll be very interesting to see where he kind of fits into things and what kind of contract he gets. But like. It's next year or nothing, really, mm-hmm. because then you're losing Teoscar, you're losing Lourdes, you're losing a bunch of other guys um, that are seemingly big pieces on this team. So unless you're going to somehow supplement like Ryu is done, but like Ryu may have already thrown his last pitch anyway. Um, I was at the game on Sunday. Um, as you know, here is what I would. It, it was either it, so, now Sunday was just full of just mind-boggling errors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryfield made one. Alejandro Kirk couldn't throw the ball to second base to save his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a pass ball that. He didn't move his ass to, Um, and Biggio made that play. I don't know what the hell that was right in front of me, and he jogged to that ball and just let it hit his glove and drop. He made up but, for it. Uh, that cost him a bunch. That cost the team a bunch of runs. Yeah. That first play that he dropped, like, and here's the thing as well that a lot of people are bringing up, or bringing up it, the six through nine, I want to say, or seven through nine, were like Espinal, Tapia, which Tapia's been fine, I guess, uh, especially to play much better than what anybody else um, probably imagined or, or thought that this team would be um, uh, for for the team, I should say. Um, but, like, the the bottom of the order was, like, Biggio was hitting ninth, Espinal, who's barely been able to to hit his weight in the last little while, Uh Merrifield and Tapia. And it's like when you're playing these games, especially against a pitcher like Bieber, um, with a team that's right in it with you, you have to put out a better lineup. And you have the the really the really puzzling part was like Merrifield at second, Biggio in right, Tapia in center. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. Like it makes it made no sense. And like, is it? Oh, I hate to be critical of Schneider because I've been pining for him to be manager of this team forever. But, like, is he over-managing and just overthinking things at this point? Like, is he trying to make things happen just for the sake of happening? Like, making things happen? Like, this team is in such a weird spot right now where there's oodles of talent. Like, talent is oozing from this team, and they just... For whatever reason, they just can't put it together, and like the and it's not even the additions that came in at the trade deadline because like Merrifield's been all right, and like Pop and Bass have been really good. Mitch White yes. has been really good. Yes, it's the rest of them, like Bo, Bo, um, minus that two home he, run game. It might he, he's actually been pretty good in August, though. Guerrero's been really good. Um, Lourdes has been really good. But everybody else has been bad. Like, yeah. Kirk hasn't been very good lately. Teosker hasn't been very good. Chapman's been good. Um, Chapman's been all right. But, like, we say that, like, four or five of these players have been good. But, like, here's something else that I found, found really interesting. It's on Sunday, being at the game. When the moment was big... And there were two instances that came to mind, and this can be very short sighted, sure. and I'm sure it is. There were two very big spots in the game, and I, I can't begin to tell you when exactly it was, but Guerrero came up with base uh with runners on base, and Kirk came up with or came up with runners on base. And as soon as the moment kind of got big and the crowd really started to get into it, they looked it, it almost seemed like they cracked. Like they they just don't know how to rise up to the moment. And I don't know if that's a thing or that's true. We've seen Guerrero come up in big spots and, and win a game and whatever. But like, is this team just not used to like being in the big moment? And, and maybe how much does not having Springer in the lineup hurt that?
2: Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So, rewinding back to your point about the, the outfield construction, I think a lot of that had to do with Springer wasn't there. And yeah. he's, to to that point, he still isn't. He's acting as the no. DH right now. Um,
3: so, no, but, like, why would you use Biggio in right field when you, when you have, like, five or six other outfielders on the bench? And you use Biggio out there? Lefty bat. Put him at second base and let Merrifield play
0: yeah.
3: right field then. If you really want Merrifield in, or you had Zimmer on the team at that point, or you had True. Jackie Bradley Jr., like you have oodles of defense there. Teoscar was DHing that. Also, that Teoscar, DH, or, uh, yes, he was DHing mm-hmm. that game and Bo off the field at the same time. Like that just makes really weird roster construction then, especially with Springer out. Like you have four guys kind of all over the place then. I don't know. It's just weird.
2: Yeah, I, I'd like to go back to your initial point about how this team oozes talent. And I don't know, for, I, I don't want to say that that's necessarily not the case. Um, I, This team is high-octane when it's on. Mm-hmm. But... You know, much like I mentioned earlier about how the expectations were World Series. And again, this season isn't a World Series World Series or bus season. It's not. But with those expectations, do we perhaps overvalue the talent that's on this team? I have taken, I'll give you an example. I have taken a very, very long and hard look at a player like Bo Bichette. And I am having legitimate questions about the future of him on this team. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm not saying he's not good right now. But I think it's fair to say maybe he's not as good as what was advertised. Because he sort of was on that same level coming up as Guerrero. We bunched them in together. And I don't know if the implicit expectation were these two superstars are going to be the faces of the franchise and they're going to completely take over I'm not ne- necessarily getting that vibe from Bo mm-hmm. right now
3: do you think and we can go back to this question that's been kind of dragging on with Bo for the last few seasons or basically since he's come up. do you think that moving him to second base would dampen some of the expectations on him
2: I don't know that I care that much what position he plays. Because, I mean, we do have issues with him at shortstop. But I think by and large, when you take the entirety of the season, it sort of balances out. And he's not necessarily a superstar in the position. But when you look at the entire American League, I'm hard-pressed to find five, six, seven
3: players better than him in the position. Mm. Do you think do you think there would be as much See now here I'll I'll bring up um those baseball reference sure, page yeah. here yeah. just so I have some numbers <clears throat> to go on. Um but like he's not having a horrendous year. Like he's right. hitting 260, 17 home runs, uh-huh. 120 hits. Now if he was hitting like his his career average is 288. And we'll just use kind of basic stats for for this argument. But like, in his on-base percentages, uh, career is 331, slugging is 481, OPS, 812. If he was... uh, And his OPS of 120. If he was hitting more in line with his career average, do you think... This is. Do you think there's as much conversation with him as, as there is right now?
2: No. 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 But I mean, that's not the case. <laughs>
3: I'm just no, looking at what's it, happening not. now. You know. No, 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 no. And I, I completely agree with you. Like I, I, I have a, I have a little bit more patience with Bo, i think and i and i think it's just i, I like watching him play mm-hmm. i like his aggressiveness here's some other questions that have come up lately that i've seen floating around on twitter do you think that Bo fits the mold of this team attitude wise
2: i don't even know what this team's attitude really is like, I don't, it's really hard for me to, so, again, I hate doing this, but seeing as though this was the the last real, real, so I don't count 2020, this is the last real successful Blue Jays team we had was in 2015, that team sort of had an identity, right? They were mashing, and they were, mm-hmm. even though if you read, uh, I forget the name of the book that Chai Davidee published, but there was some, you know, clickiness of the locker room, still, there was some cohesion. Mm-hmm. Um, When it came to the roster, I'm not necessarily seeing that here. It seems like this team is struggling to find their identity. So when you say, does he fit the mold? Does he fit the identity of the team? I'm Mm. hard-pressed to find out what that identity really is. And when it comes to the youth factor, yeah, he fits in there. But, I mean, swing first pitch, be aggressive, try to mash it out of the park. That seems to be the, if that's the identity, that seems to be one through Mm. nine, really
0: hmm
3: yeah yeah hmm. yeah i i just know in like to go on with the identity thing i guess like there were some comments i think it was atkins that, that made them actually after the trade deadline had said about like keeping the uniformity and like bond in the clubhouse and whatever so like it seems that there is i just i don't know if I don't know if I'm seeing Bo in that corner as much, like in that corner of the, the dugout with, say, Guerrero and, and Teoscar and Lourdes, and where, where they all kind of hang out down there. Like, I, I don't know if I see him down there as much. Maybe I'm just not paying attention to it as much as what I was. Maybe I'm focusing on other things like... Gucci embryos and, and all yeah. the the terrible things that are happening on the field rather than than the good and, and we as humans we we focus on that right like you'll never tell somebody that you had a good experience at a restaurant but you'll tell everybody when you had a shitty experience right like we we as humans typically tend to focus on the negative and and that's just what we do yeah um, right so I don't know uh, where, where do you want to go well, next? I, I, I don't want to beat Bo completely like no. a dead horse. but uh,
2: I guess bringing back to the point, I'm not sure that this team, putting it blunt, bluntly, and this isn't like necessarily calling you out for anything, I don't know that this team is oozing with talent. right? Look at the most reliable <clears throat> starting pitcher we've had all season is Manoa. That's it. I'm talking Reliable you know, consistently good, and you can bank on him having a good outing, win or lose, you can bank on production from him, maybe minus this past, you know, trip to Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Other than that, like, I'm not saying the other players around him or other players, Mm -hmm. you know, Gosman isn't talented, but outside of that, offensively even, I don't know. I'm not seeing the consistency. So... Is this team oozing with talent? Put it bluntly, straight face. Are we as fans prone to overrate this team and not seeing them for what they are? And that is a fringe playoff team.
3: Is that on the fans, though, or is that on the team hype and the, the people around the team putting that out there to everybody, giving us this false hope?
2: Are you referencing the trailer in the movie?
3: Well, there's that there. There's the media. Like, it it wasn't even a week or two ago. And you have like the writing was already on the wall that this team was going to be in a dogfight for a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. And you have which I have no problems with Arden Swelling and Ben Nicholson Smith. But they're going on about this team will be in the playoffs. This team will be in the playoffs. And it's like fucking hold on. Right. I agree. Let's stop gaslighting this and, like, let's call a spade a spade here. Like, this team is going to be in a dogfight. There are—I just had it up. There are one—oh, Seattle just jumped Cleveland, so now we're just ahead of Cleveland. We're in fifth in the American League right now. And you have one, two, three, four teams within two games of you. Yeah, the Wilds that's not a lot. No that's not a lot no no I think do we okay do we need to have do we need if this team doesn't find some consistency do we need to have a conversation about Ross Atkins because you can't blame it on the manager anymore he's not
2: getting fired he's not going anywhere are you sure though yeah yeah, that's Shapiro's boy, boy, dude. He's not going anywhere.
3: I would argue that Shapiro Shapiro's. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? I'm I'm lost for words right now. Uh, he can compartmentalize job, that. Job, job job security. His job security is much more stable than Ross Atkins.
2: Yeah, but it's up to him.
3: I, I would. It is up to him and atkins has wasted a lot of money a lot of money and this team isn't developing like we can go back to the trade deadline as well and this team clearly is not developing the farm system that we've all been led to believe that they have
2: so i want to i want to bring it back again to i hate bringing it back to 15 but let's not forget the reason one of the reasons Anthopolis left is that he wanted autonomy Mm -hmm. and Atkins sorry Shapiro was more of the camp that we do things collaboratively so if you're saying Atkins has wasted money I don't know that that's true because nothing gets done without Shapiro saying that's a good baseball move so if we're questioning the talent evaluation of Atkins are we questioning the entire System is this a systematic failure? Because this is why you know when we talked about it, and when the trade deadline happened, and again, it it was very reactionary of me in our group chat. But I said, if you're not going to push, if you're not going to do everything it takes, then you have to blow it up. And I I don't, I don't say that lightly. But I don't know that I trust the talent evaluation of this front office. Um, Besides Manoa, I haven't seen them scout draft develop good pitching you can make a case for Nate Pearson cuz you can't predict injuries but mm-hmm. that and you know other than Guerrero and if we have questions about Bo we definitely have questions about Cavan maybe you can put Teoscar in that same category as Vlad as someone that was a diamond in the rough but I don't know if that's necessarily an evaluation of talent and rather than just trying to move off for of Neriano at the time I don't know i don't know that if i I trust the direction put it that way i don't know that i trust the front office enough to get them to where this team matches our expectations i don't know if that answered what you were asking
3: we were and i you can take this for what it's worth i guess as well were we not led to believe that like I just closed my window that I was looking at. (laughs) Were we not led to believe that we had a very good farm system?
2: Oh, yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. You know where we are right now? Depending on what list you're looking at. In rankings? Outside of the top 10, I'd imagine. We're anywhere between 21 and 24.
2: But is that because Bo, Kevin, Guerrero, Manoa, and to an extent Pearson have come up?
3: Well, yes, but we're we're still we were still led to believe, even throughout this winter, that we had a very good farm system. And maybe this is just maybe this is the eye-opening thing that we need to to see as fans, like when when we see I don't want to say we were dumpster diving at, at the trade deadline, but you only get names like Maryfield and you only get names like uh like Zach Pop and Anthony Bass, who've been great and Mitch White. But like this, the fan base was like Louis Castillo. Mm -hmm. We got to be in for Soto. Like why, why didn't we put a bigger package in for Soto? Or like we should be in on Otani. Maybe we just don't have the farm system to do these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. That was reference, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, by by a lot a, a lot of people. Like,
2: yeah. So, <laughs> it,
3: like that. These conversations. Th- this is what I mean. Is like, there's a lot of conversations, not just on the major league roster side. Like, the it, and like the Tanner fiasco, right? Like, mm-hmm. we can go back even to that. There, there was Kikuchi. Now, they you can take or leave Ryu, like Ryu was dynamite in 2020 and things started to slide last year and then his arm blows up this year. Now you're wasting another 20 million next year because he's not going to be playing. We should probably almost start having conversations about Springer.
2: I mean, because he's never been
3: healthy yet. He's barely played for this team right? in the grand scheme of things. Um, when he is on the field, great player, fantastic player. But you're paying, what, $25 million for a guy to DH now?
2: But we can't have it both ways, right? No, you can't. We've always wanted star free agents on this team, and it has always been, even with Anthopolis, it was always uh, difficult to lure them in. And Mm -hmm. as soon as we finally do with Ryu, then Springer, and Barrios, and Gosman. You know, we that's that's built-in risk. That risk is baked into those contracts. We should be under the yep. assumption that towards. I mean, Barrios. Who I did not expect it to be this bad this soon. Mm-hmm. Year one into the extension, but yeah. with Ryu, I mean, maybe you thought this year would be an average year and it would start to tailspin next year, but I mean, that just that's part of the risk. I'm more of the. I think this is where you were going with it too you know the over uh valuing of the farm system and you know the the prospects that maybe we don't have anymore but it's it's hard to juxtapose that with baseball america coming out and saying uh okay moreno is the number one prospect in all of baseball mm-hmm. you know and if he is the number one prospect of all in baseball and you have a log jam right now currently at the catching mm-hmm. position i i don't see an excuse to move away from him not to move away from him, rather. I, you should have sold him for something. But then when we talked about Castillo and we talked about Otani, we talked about Soto, it takes two to tango. It does,
0: and yes. Maybe the- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. Ed Granger, we're here for you.
1: those teams you're are like right. your your prospects and shit
2: and honestly yeah. the people that you're dangling in front of us as major league talent we have no use for because who are we dangling mm-hmm. Guriel mm-hmm. and Teoscar they're going to be gone in a year or two
3: yeah and one of those has been very inconsistent this year and yeah. one loss has lost all of his power
2: yeah yeah and he's not even right. that great of a left fielder
3: no so no he 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 makes Seemingly routine plays look difficult, it, but makes up with it with a hell of an arm, mm. right? Um, as for Mourinho, we can go over to the catching side really, really quick. I guess. Do we do we need to have another conversation about Danny Jansen? They love him. They fucking love him, and he can't hit. I know. Like they love him. He, uh, we we got two good weeks out of Danny Jansen again, and everybody's going off about how great he is. And uh, does he bring benefits to the defensive side of the game? Yes. I liked what I saw out of Gabby Mourinho. And I think he's still more valuable to this team than Danny Jansen is.
2: In what regard?
3: He can throw better than Jansen. He had excellent framing. He can still play decent. He's young. Granted, he's young. But, like, look what Adley Rushman's doing for the Baltimore Orioles. Right. Sometimes you just got to give these kids a chance. So what and do like, you do? I bring, you're close enough to September that you can get away with it, and you bring him up. Sure. But what do you, you do let him next catch. season? Next season?
2: <sighs> My point is is that I see what you you're train, saying. You,
3: you, you. Good. Good. You tr- you trade Kirk.
2: I disagree. I I see what you're saying when you come when you're saying that. Oh, Mourinho provides more. You know, value to this team in terms of his ability. I'm thinking mm-hmm. he provides value to this team trade wise.
3: I don't disagree with that either. I don't. But
2: you're not getting anything just, for
3: Jansen. You're not getting anything for Jansen at all. So you can you can scrap that. And you, you have to dangle both Mourinho and Kirk and see which one brings you more. Yeah. And if Kirk continues to slide, there's going to be a lot of questions about his physique and fitness. The same as Guerrero. Guerrero yeah, Which nobody's talking about right now. Nobody. Which is bullshit. Especially for Guerrero, that everybody was on his ass... About mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as basically August rolled around. Kirk hasn't been good. Like he looks tired. Like he's not what he was earlier in the season. So maybe do we have to question his physical abilities.
2: Longevity. Yeah.
3: The 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 same way we did as Guerrero. Which I, I honestly thought was bullshit. And I didn't want to go down that road. And I don't like going down that road with Kirk. Because like we all have our own issues with the way we look and the way we feel and some people just whatever they 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 have to deal with it however way whichever way they can sure but like we've seen what happens with Guerrero when he put in the work to make himself better and it was almost instant and he the, he had the longevity and he's looked Guerrero's looked very good these last couple of weeks he just had a 21 game hit streak yeah uh that came to an end um so I don't know they there, there's We've kind of never really stuck to a a conversation or a one talking piece uh, in our conversation tonight, but it, we're kind of all over the place. It's but a stream I, I of consciousness. It it is. I and I I think these are all just small bullet points uh, of the snowball effect of what's gone on in in the last couple of weeks. Um. Yeah, I just. It, it's hard to put a finger on exactly what's going on right now with this team and to come up with a short-term solution and a long-term solution.
2: So let's, let's start here. Let's just do, you know, rapid fire. Would it surprise you if the Blue Jays, I mean, you, you sort of referenced it already. I just want to put it on the record because I think you and I are on the same page would it surprise you if the Blue Jays do not make the playoffs this year? Would that shock you at this point? No. Yes. Okay. I agree. With it, I agree.
3: It, if you, if you asked me that question two months ago, I would have said
2: yes. Okay. So seeing as though those teams that we reference, you know, Seattle and, uh, even Baltimore is <laughs> currently in the race. And this is why these games are so important. Um, You know, if if these teams eclipse the Blue Jays and, you know, the Blue Jays continue to slide and they're relying on September, much like a 2021 season, um, that's not how this team deserves to be performing in terms of what sort of equity, whether smart or not, business decision, the equity that the front office has put in to this team. The expectations haven't matched reality. So when we talk about short term goals and expectations, I don't think you can do anything more about this season. It's going to be what it's going to be. If this team fails to meet the playoff, make the playoffs, I find that to be a failure. I find that to be a failure in, um, completely in terms of what was advertised and what the expectations were, not just from the fan base, not just from the pundits, but from the front office themselves and the players to a certain degree, or if not a full degree. Um, so I think where you were going with long-term, what do we do about that? Well, either you have to have a complete paradigm shift into how you operate this team and your aggressiveness, or if that doesn't work, you either roll with it and cross your fingers and hope you're successful in the next year while making, you know, minuscule, minuscule additions to maybe help mitigate things in the rotation and whatnot, or... I'm not saying blow it up and, you know, rebuild. I'm saying a giant paradigm shift. So I'll I'll give you an example. I know you don't follow the Raptors, but Demar Derozan was a huge part of the Raptors franchise. He was, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure you knew that. And the paradigm yep. shift was we cannot keep going back to the same thing every year and expect a different result. So what do they do? They traded, they fired their coach and they traded their franchise player for a legit superstar. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying something of, you know, mirroring that has to happen, but something close to that has to happen. And maybe trading away a Beau Bichette is that sort of move. Maybe trading away, um, I mean, a, a Mourinho Bouchette plus for a bona fide superstar, AKA Otani, is what you have to do.
3: That's a very, very interesting comparison uh, that you just brought up. Very interesting. Um, what you said, we'll just kick it back very, very slightly, though, to, like, when you said if they if they go into this offseason and they try to roll the dice and just make some really minuscule moves. A, how do you sell that to the fans? And B, probably more importantly, how do you sell that to Guerrero that you're probably trying to lock up?
2: money talks and I don't know I'm sure every player cares about winning to a degree but I have I am under the assumption that when it comes to professional athletes that getting paid trumps winning championships Mm -hmm. and as long as Guerrero gets locked up for a hefty contract and the term is long
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean maybe eventually he'll be like yo what am I doing here Mm -hmm. um but i think as long as he's paid that sort of you know extinguishes that fire um mm-hmm. i think it speaks more to a philosophy about this front office if they go that route and just you know add small pieces aka dumpster dive if you want to call it um mm-hmm. how do you sell that to the fan base and how do you sell that to you know the players i think you can squeeze out a little bit more juice of, hey, last year was a down year. Another quote-unquote developmental year for these young players. This year is going to be different. Now we have, you know, a healthy Springer. Sort of like this past year. Yeah. You may be able to roll that out again. But if it doesn't work next year, mm. you ha- yeah You
3: have to. Heads a, heads a roll.
2: Yeah. You have to. Oof. And that's why I think you have to do it this year. Because... Again, I don't count 2020. I think that the playoff performance was an embarrassment, sheer embarrassment. Mm -hmm. 2021, you were a game out. So you had to walk into the philosophy that we cannot be a game out. We need to be multiple games ahead. And if Mm -hmm. you are in a position where you are not just a game out, but multiple games out of a playoff spot, there has to be a, a sharp paradigm shift. And yeah. that calls for going after a bona fide superstar like Otani. Um, Soto's off the table; <laughs> like it, that, that yeah. ship has sailed. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even get a chance to look at the free agency list, but I'm more interested in seeing what they can do with trades and being aggressive when it comes to trades on mm-hmm. their current roster. We've seen the quote-unquote aggressiveness when it came to trading an SWR. Um, a Martin in hindsight is that aggressive? Maybe at the time it was but like now is that are we considering mm-hmm. that aggressive? I think the more aggressive thing you need to do is to trade the number one prospect in baseball America plus maybe an Arelvis, plus a Bobachette see what you can get and if you need to trade more fucking trade more
3: mm-hmm. yeah like there's no oh,
2: I mean, I'm sure the fan base hearing that Th- this, the yeah. aspect of hearing trading Boba shit <clears throat> is not going to be favorable,
3: but like, like, like for pitching like it, on the, on the free agency side, there's yeah. a, like Verlander to Grom, obviously, but the Mets are just going to dump as much money as they can at him. Are we sure? Uh, I'm pretty damn sure. All right. I'm pretty damn sure Cohen will do whatever he has to to, to make that happen. You can get um, to the guard finally. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you're, you're probably looking at Aranola on the pitching side. There's nobody. Uh, Clevinger maybe. Um, Valdi.
2: That's a Blue Jays Baldi. move all
3: day. Yeah, that is, actually. Um, but, like, there's nobody else that really jumps out on the pitching side, um, let's go to uh, like Judge, I guess. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Trey, uh, Trey Turner, um, Dance B Swanson. But no. these are all like shortstops like
2: so this is then, why then,
3: then you're moving somebody well then you're moving both you have to
2: this is why the trade avenue i think is the one you have to go
3: yeah and oh joey wendell's a free agent that also has blue jays written all over I it. i
2: can see it i can see it like you you move <laughs> i mean Cavin right now has no trade value right i still believe there's hardly
3: anybody that has trade value on this the only person that has trade value on this major league roster is Alejandro Kirk and Bobichet. Yeah, because next year Gurriel and Hernandez are pending free agents.
2: Yep. So it's now or never next year. You have to yep. make these moves. And you have to do it. If if Otani Ota- solves two positions, he mm-hmm. solves two he solves two positions of need, right? He's mm-hmm. he's in your rotation theoretically, and he's a lefty bat. So. It seems so obvious. If he's available, you can't miss. You can't no. miss on this. And you just have to do what it takes. And if what it takes is an Irrelvus, a Mourinho, and a Bow, maybe you have to throw him a Gurriel.
3: You probably got to put Tiedemann in there as well. Fine. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. I do yeah, not exactly. trust
2: this, this front office's evaluation of pitching talent. So if the iron is hot with him... You sell, <laughs> you, just, yeah. you you let a rip, and you have Shohei Otani on your team, and you worry about the rest later. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I'm at, and I I know this is maybe reactionary from you know losing a was it th- seven out of ten games. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be losing to Baltimore, and if no. you're losing to Baltimore, there's a problem within your organization, and we. Underhyped Baltimore severely, you know they they aren't the Baltimore Orioles of last year. I think Craig is the only one that actually gave them the credit that they were actually due. There is there is something up, and I I think the whole point of the conversation we've been having for the past what forty five minutes now is we can't put our finger on it, and it, yeah. def- it, it I, if anything, it, it's not Montoyo, or wasn't no. Montoyo. Because the same issues are rearing their head. You can fuck with the lineup as much as you want in the batting order. I don't know that that's necessarily the issue. I think it's the amalgam of of players that are on this team just don't mesh. Right? And I also think maybe this can be a topic for next week. But we definitely need to have a serious discussion as come to terms with the Blue Jays fans. Pete Walker is not a savior of anything. Because he can't fix this starting rotation. He hasn't been able to.
3: I don't know if anybody can at this
2: point, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I uh, this is what I'm saying. Like, it, it needs to be something major. Mm-hmm. Something major needs to happen, and it's too late to do it now. The time to do it was at the trade deadline. But again, as we've said, yeah, it yeah. takes two to tango, and maybe yeah, they exactly. just didn't find any value in the farm system, as we've already gone over. But in the mm-hmm. off season, if they miss the playoffs, like what? We're saying here that they, I think you're in agreement that they need to make a big move if they don't make the playoffs, like something needs to happen. What if they do and get eliminated around one? Are you satisfied next year? Yeah. Are you then down for, Hey, we just need to make, you know, small minuscule improvements. Like how, how big is the leap from not making playoffs? Okay. We need to fucking do something drastic to making the playoffs, but getting eliminated around one. Yeah. Maybe we don't need to do something drastic.
3: No, like it, you're talking. If they make it this year, yeah, them. No,
2: you still got to no, make no, no, a major no. push.
3: You you still have to make a push.
2: Can you sell the franchise and the fan base as? Hey, I know we made the playoffs, but we're trading Bo. I don't know that you can.
3: If you bring in Otani,
2: I mean, yeah, I it's Otani or nothing. Like you can't trade yeah. Bo for anything else.
3: No. I don't think so. Like, I don't think there's anybody else out there that...
2: Hmm. I don't even want Trout. Like...
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, not at this point. Yeah. Um, But, like... Uh, I don't know if there's anybody else even remotely out there that... Hmm. Like, if you... Because you can't trade both or like... Pablo Lopez like that's not big enough
2: No No You could bring like you trade Mourinho
3: You could trade Mourinho maybe for that But like if you were going to trade Bo to Miami Like Alcantara But like I don't see them Trading him No So And he's on a really nice team friendly deal
2: yeah, I, right. I I, think it's, it's necessary for Otani. And when you think about the teams that were in on Soto, well, mm-hmm. let's start, I mean, we don't have to start there. We are there. Do you think the Blue Jays were legitimately in on Soto? Or do you think it was mostly a, no, we don't like what you have? Immediate.
3: Mm, no, I don't think they were seriously in on him.
2: Okay, so... What teams then were in on Otani? Was it just, it just came down to L.A. and San Diego? Oh, sorry, Soto. Oh, you mean Soto, for Soto, Soto? Soto? Yes.
3: Yeah, it was L.A. Uh, apparently New York was in there for a little bit, but like, I don't think they seriously pushed. That's what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, I, I think it was just the Dodgers and Padres.
2: Okay, so... Now when we scale back, if the Blue Jays weren't really in, how confident are you that they're going to be able to land Ohtani? If Not If the at bidding all. war is L.A. and New York. Not at all. Not at all. You know? Not at all. So if, if the Yankees get him, you're fucked. <laughs> you
3: are fucked. I, my God, if they get him and somehow retain Judge... Like, I will shut my phone off and not look at Twitter for the day. By the
2: way, ball game's tied 2-2. Two Two
3: home runs back-to-back. Yeah, of course it is, because why wouldn't it be? Uh, Yeah, no, if somehow... I don't... Okay, to go to the the Otani thing, I don't think the Angels trade him to the Dodgers.
2: No, you can't. Well, I mean, it gets him out of the, the league, the American League.
3: No, they can't trade him to the Dodgers, though. They can't trade him across city.
2: I mean, didn't they trade they Pujols can't. to the Dodgers, or did they sign him? I think they, they just released. Uh,
3: yeah, they just released him. Yeah, I think. Okay. Never mind. Um. Or, well, but like that's Pujols, so like he Old was
2: Pujols. Yeah, you're right.
3: Not good for the Angels. Mm. Um, he's had a little bit of a resurgence this year, but like he, he wasn't good for the Angels mm-hmm. in many years. Um. Yeah, that I seriously doubt that the Angels would ever trade him to the Dodgers. So that probably leaves and you know the Boston is somehow gonna be in there as well.
2: I don't think all so. of the
3: all of the big market teams will be in on him. All of them.
2: How much of a say e- do you think? Except
3: except now I don't see how San Diego could do it. No in San Diego could use any kind of good press right now with the Tatis thing. Yeah, yeah. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean he's going to start the year on suspension, right? Because it's yeah. only 40. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um I don't see that happening. So again, this is where we're at. If he does go to New York, then you what have the to do you really, do that? really really sit back and analyze. Okay. Cuz you yeah. You're you're settling for wild card every mm-hmm. year for the next what two years? Especially if they extend judge. When they extend judge,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: you're Oof. settling for a wild card.
3: Yeah, and like real realistically, you do only just have to get in, but you, then you have to start facing juggernauts,
2: and you have to get better. Like you yeah, have to you prepare. have to you have to you have to match up not pound for pound to juggernauts. But you have to Mm -hmm. at least put something formidable in front of them. And if you're going to trot out this team again next year, that's not formidable. If you're trotting out this Mm -hmm. team next year, you are barely making the playoffs again. If that. Right.
3: Because the the teams around you are going uh, baltimore is going to be better next year.
2: So why— why be satisfied with just making the wild card? This is, I can't wrap my head around this. If you're not, not. in it to, no, not you, I'm saying the organization. Oh. If you're not in it to win it, why even bother? Yeah. Why? You have to sell.
3: Yeah. Don't limp across the finish line. Like, blow through it.
2: Yeah. You're either all in or you're all out. And, yeah. okay. I think that's where where we're at right now. I think that's the, yeah. the, the whole before key... Before
3: we get too far into the future.
2: Yeah, you you, <laughs> you have to trade for Otani, but I guess we can wrap it up here. I, I think <laughs> we're just trying to find avenues of success for this team, and the way they're currently constructed, I just don't see it. I don't see it in their rotation minus Manoa, even though he just gave up two back-to-back. Two back to backs redundant. They g- he gave up back to back home runs to tie the game. So now they're in danger of losing this game to Baltimore, which would put them a half game behind them. Them being because uh, they're one and a half right now behind
3: the Blue Jays. Yes. Let me pull it back up here once, really quick. They're one and a half games behind Cleveland and Toronto right now. Yeah, so... Cleveland, Toronto, and Tampa are all tied right now. Yep. As it sits. So they would... Yeah, but
2: Cleveland is winning their division. Behind us.
3: No. Seattle is...
2: Cleveland and Seattle are in the same division. Cleveland's winning in the lead of the Central right now.
3: What the fuck? Why is this all screwed up then?
2: Yeah. Cleveland's in first place in the
3: Central. Yeah. Yeah. Why is this all fucked up then? the The what wild the card
2: race right now is Seattle holds the top wild Sorry. card spot.
3: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, they, for some reason, why the hell? I'm looking at Baseball Reference right now, and it's showing that Seattle is half game up, and then Tampa, and then Toronto, and then Cleveland. No, it's Seattle. <laughs> like it makes, game, it, yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. Tampa, Toronto, the then way Baltimore. they have it here.
2: So if Baltimore wins tonight, okay. Tuesday, August 16th, they're a half game behind Toronto. Hmm. That's scary times yep so i understand why we're having these conversations i understand also why blue jay's twitter and blue jay's reddit is ultra spicy and i'm here for it (laughs) i love it but i think that's what we're trying to do we're just trying to wrap our heads around what to do and obviously i i support The move to fire Montoyo, I think it was the right move, but maybe Schneider's not the guy. I know you love him. Um, And maybe an evaluation of this team and where what players fit in the goal of reaching the World Series because that should be the goal fit into that future. Mm -hmm. I'm not confident every member of this team fits in there. Don't know about you.
3: Comes and goes. Okay. Comes
2: and goes. <laughs> uh, let's look ahead then, because tomorrow we have Baltimore again. Tomorrow being Wednesday the seventeenth. So we got Baltimore, and then we got we got four games against the Yankees in New York. Wonderful.
3: Um, that was an ugly at bat by Guerrero. If you just saw it,
2: I I looked away. Um,
3: did it you? It was bad.
2: Did you guys predict tonight's Baltimore game?
3: he no. knew okay i don't think so
2: so right now it's basically a zero zero game it's two two bottom of the fifth mm-hmm. um what say ye for tonight and tomorrow against baltimore one and one so that would keep them at so if they lose tonight they're half if they win, so it would keep them at One and a half.
3: One and a half. okay and then you gotta be good new york All
2: right, so four, uh, yeah, four against New York. What do you got?
3: One and three.
2: <laughs> we'll save Boston for next week because that series starts on Tuesday. Um, yeah. I- I'm going to agree with you, one and one for Baltimore. I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic and say they split against the Yankees.
3: And it's bad that that's being optimistic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But the Yankees. Just, <laughs> I mean they're struggling but they're still they're the Yankees. How long can yeah. you bank on them struggling for?
0: Yeah,
3: exactly. Uh
2: I don't have last week's pick to click. Uh I was on vacation so I didn't listen. Uh I don't know who you picked or if you remember who everyone else picked, I assume probably don't.
3: I can't I can't remember. Okay, so let's <laughs> do a new
2: one. Uh who is your pick to click for next for this week into next?
3: Mm-hmm. I can't even remember who I picked last week, but Doesn't I said matter. that I would go. I, I said that I would go back to Whit Maryfield, so I'll go back to Whit Field.
2: Okay, um, and I'll play it safe. I don't even know if this is playing it safe anymore, but I guess I'll go Chapman because he's been pretty good. So I'll go Chapman. Hopefully, he remains good, but he's going to New York, so I doubt yep. it. Um, all right, so I appreciate everyone listening to our one-hour-long diatribe about how terrible the Blue Jays are and we play GM <laughs> and what they need to do. Um, we have all the answers. It's simple. Just get Otani and that's it. That solves everything. Um, hopefully this team makes the playoffs. Uh, I have my reservations when it comes to that. And Chris, it sounds like you do as well. Uh, but let's just, keep the positivity if you want to call it that that we had tonight. I don't think it was, but let's just hope <laughs> that they they make it there and if they do this you can reference this podcast and say, "Well, they had no idea what they're talking about because we don't." Uh we appreciate you listening, we appreciate you subscribing to the show. If you haven't already, please do. We're on all your favorite podcatchers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of them we are there. Usually we do a video cast. We did not do that this week because I don't have the technology for it and I don't know how to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> that being said, if you want to see us on Twitter, YouTube, all your favorite video pod catchers, you can do so, minus this week. Uh, subscribe to all those. Smash the like button. Do all that. Tell your friends. Tell your fellow Blue Jays fans about the show. We appreciate it. Word of mouth is key. We are going to end this show as we normally do with a two claps and a Rick Flair from two dudes only, so it's going to be low. Ready? One, two, and three. <claps> Woo! Let's go Blue Jays.